0: Daniel
1: met Rich we, can start whenever you want. we don't actually know where we're at in the space or time, but we just do it, and eventually, somewhere in the beginning of this, Rich does an intro, yeah. Somewhere. He might be reciting the entire plot of Groundhog Day. Who knows? <laughs> it just sometimes yeah. up, you know, with l- literally no yeah. context as to why.
2: Yeah. I'm still a little sniffly from that freaking Link's Awakening preview.
1: I was pretty I mean, would you say that your childhood was awakened? <laughs>
2: nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. High-fiving. And high-fiving. I me, I, I am hearing all of your Not imaginary high-fiving. applause. <gasps> it's just spectacular. I'm going to do my impression
1: of Rich. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Can you... No, actually, yes. yeah, Brian, go ahead and slow clap in the back every single time. <laughs> Be the applause. Yeah. Oh, that's breaking the sound gate so we can hear it.
2: <laughs> Good stuff. Welcome to When Daniel Met Rich. I'm Rich. I'm Daniel. Let's get to know each other. Follow us on all of the social medias. Follow our other show, Excitement Inc., on all of the social medias. Yes. Go to YouTube and like and subscribe. All that fun stuff helps us out. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can email us at windanielrich at gmail.com. We will true. read your letter.
1: We'll read your letter out loud. On the show. be Sometimes maybe it's a fake letter. i would be like, dear Rich, <laughs> I'm your listener, Daniel. <laughs> I know you're married, but maybe we can go on a date sometime. I'm your biggest admirer. <laughs> I can eat a foot long coney in two seconds. <laughs> nice. <laughs> P.S. I'm a slut. Whoa. <laughs> That's little, my
2: way. A little I don't.
1: Shady. I don't mind the tickle of a mustache. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> Never mind. So, the, the wife made a good one the other night. Uh, our puppy Athena. Mm-hmm. Is, which is a hundred plus pounds by now. Of course, and right. Yes. Just absolutely loves mm-hmm. sitting on my wife. Mm-hmm. Just crushes her with her weight. Right. And she likes to, she's one of those dogs that her paw must be on top. Yep. So that if you ever go to put your hand on top of her paw, she will pull it out and put it on. Lana does the same thing. Yes. This is a dog thing. Mm-hmm. They must have the upper hand, if you will. Anyway, so she's trying to put her hand on my wife. My wife's just brushing her off, and yeah, she's
1: just—that's enough. Yep. Yeah,
2: yeah, just pawing tawn. at her. And my wife goes, "Are you on Tinder? Are, are you on Tinder? 'Cause you sure love to swipe." <laughs> and I looked over and I was like, "Yeah." That's good stuff. (laughs) Kind of made me go from six to midnight in the (laughs) old uh, pants clock there.
1: She said, are you on Tinder? Because you love to swipe. She looks over at you. You're just like jerking it (laughs) Oh yes, Continue continue with your wordplay. (laughs) Can't stop. (laughs) (laughs) Not an hour ago, I saw a video on Facebook. Not that this is related to any Uh, kind of uh, pun. You might get a pun at some point out of it. All right. I look over to Facebook, and um, I I need to make sure we don't go 10 minutes into this episode without me relating to some kind of uh, elderly citizen bullshit. But there was a video of a guy doing this. They were playing it like he was a good Samaritan, and this guy's recording himself driving on the highway trying to get a 94-year-old woman off of the other side of the highway where she is driving the wrong way. Oh, no. And she's 94 years old, and and he finds a crossway merger, and he he gets over, and he says, pull over, pull over, to which she just continues past him. (laughs) Just doesn't even try to stop, doesn't even try to do anything. She continues past him, and then eventually he sees she's heading towards the bridge where this is n- guaranteed catastrophe. Yes. And he gets her to pull over and he says, "Lady, you're going the wrong way on the wrong side." "I know. I was just <laughs> nothing." <laughs> this, this lady should have lost her license at least a decade ago. Okay. Yeah. She should have been tested again at least a decade ago. Um and I just Oh, man. He says, here, would you mind scooting over? Like, we can get you on the right side of the road. She says, yeah. And she goes to get out of her car. He says, hold hold on a second, ma'am. You're still wearing your (laughs) seatbelt. This is me reaching into the sky. Jesus. Praying to an almighty (laughs) being of any kind to please put common sense into this world or maybe this woman. Because there's no way she's capable of it anymore. Because she tried to get out of her car with her seatbelt still on her. Oh, (laughs) See, I thought
2: that gesture was her expecting this man to release her seatbelt so that she could get out of the car. Like a child in a
1: car seat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like, done! Uh, So, yeah, she was going full speed on the wrong side of the highway. Oh, my God. And I'm just, here's the deal. The only time this ever happens in another situation is with a drunk or a crazy person.
2: Yes. Yes. I remember walking (laughs) in a car with my grandmother. Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> and she was, you
0: know,
1: just head hands over all the, the way up, wall. just yep.
2: chin practically right. resting on the steering wheel, mm-hmm. just wide-eyed and white-knuckled driving down. And I was, I was young, I mm-hmm. was, you know, but you know, this is the eighties. Yeah, you could have a kid in the front seat without a seatbelt on true. in the eighties. Yeah. And That's I like look over know. and I see that she's going seventeen, mm-hmm. and I think that was my grandmother's max speed. <laughs> Was 17. Everywhere.
1: It's scary.
2: It was. It was a bit much. It's
1: scary. Yes. I just, I just didn't, I wanted that to be said out loud. Yeah. I didn't want to miss it. Nice. I didn't Spectacular. Didn't want to take over with his diatribe. <laughs> oh, yeah. But holy moly, is <sighs> that not the reason I'm constantly harping on the elderly? Oh, yeah. Just to clarify, yesterday there was an old person who said, "Can you help me lift this water into my into my shopping cart while I was working my job?" And I said, "Of course." And I go over and I and I and I grab the product. And he said, "Oh, this isn't your product." And I said, "I don't care." Put in yeah. his cart. Send him on his way. Thank you. You're welcome, sir. Have a wonderful day.
2: Yeah. Well, that's part of the social contract mm-hmm. as well. It's helping true. each other. It's true. You know, just you see somebody in need, you help them.
1: Exactly. If I was a police officer, I would have demanded to see his license. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but that's where it changes. <laughs> I just want to make, nice. make sure he doesn't kill anyone on the way home. Make right. sure he's driving on the right side of the highway, but I digress.
2: Yes. So I was, I've started listening to a new podcast. What is it? It is called Philosophize This. Ooh, is it good? It is very good if you are into philosophy.
1: I love philosophy.
2: This guy is breaking down all of the... Philosophical arguments in, in order okay. to uh, explain them in layman's terms, essentially. And this past week, I listened to the one about the simulation mm-hmm. hypothesis. Got it. On. Yes, there it is. So he was talking about this uh, philosopher who uh, presented the idea of simula... Simulacra and Simulation. Okay. This is a book. Okay. It is also the book that Neo hides his illicit programs in, in the Matrix. Oh. Which is exactly the book that the Matrix is based off of. So the idea is that we're in a simulation. We have no idea we're in a simulation. Mm -hmm. And is this... What's the point of any of it if mm-hmm. it's just a simulation? Yes, but if it's not a simulation, then you know there's. What's the point of that? You mm-hmm. know, and that's kind of what philosophy does anyway. Right. Is what's the point of any of it? It's
1: <laughs> true, and who's right and who's wrong hypothetically? Yes.
2: yes. What are the
1: and it must be rules <laughs> behind reality hypothetically at the back of it always? Yes. Yes.
2: But right. I, through listening to this podcast, I'm just kind of you know it. It makes your brain do the things that brains do, which is just turn everything and then spin off in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good stuff. But that brought to mind, you know, what, what is your philosophy on existence? Oh, oh. wow. Um,
1: my philosophy on existence. Yeah. That's a big question. It is. It's in Yeah. Um, why are we here? <laughs> Who put us here? Um, before we get do too far off the diatribe, I think it's really important to point out that you said The Matrix. I did. And um, it wouldn't be a show if we didn't have a three degrees to Will Smith. Now, Will Smith <laughs> took the blue pill when they poorly pitched the idea of The Matrix yes. to Will Smith. You know what else he did? You know what he did instead of The Matrix? I believe it was Men in Black, wasn't it? It wasn't. It was Wild Wild West, actually. So he chose to do that one. He took the blue pill. He kind of like, he he doesn't regret it or anything, but he said that they imagine you jump in the air to kick and the camera just spins around you. (laughs) In slow motion. Will Smith was like, nah, I'm going to go do this Black Cowboy movie. Yeah. Little did he know that Django Unchained would, would totally blow Wild Wild West out of the water. But it took a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It took a long, long time for that to happen. Yes, it did. Maybe they could just remake Wild Wild West. What if Django Unchained is Wild Wild West 2? <laughs> so, existence. <laughs> I think...
2: <laughs> existence... <laughs> No, I definitely see the tie-in between Wild Wild West and Django undained.
1: Oh, Samuel <sighs> Jackson. So
2: existence <laughs> is in none of those movies. <laughs> no, he's in Django. Oh, he is, that's right, he I is. forgot. <laughs> you're like, wow, Daniel, you're a racist. <laughs> Well done. I completely spaced him on that it's one. It's also man. neither of those movies are Star Wars. I don't know where you're drawing a conclusion.
1: <laughs> Existence for me is this weird thing where I think I'm so in the middle of science um, yeah. and religion where I think, well, maybe not religion, but what is what is the thesis behind religion? And the way we believe in all of it, because I'm not religious, and yeah. religion is the following of a belief in a weird way. And I think we kind of talked about it on Space, God, and, and Aliens. A bit, with, yeah. With existence. And they talk about the Big Bang, and there are people much smarter than me talking about these things. And then every day we have these new things that pop up, like they might have found the wall of the universe. Yeah. Where everything ends and doesn't go on, but how does the universe exist? How does how does existence exist? I feel like we're a weird plaything because uh, existence in its own, the f- the fact that we wake up in the morning and we're here, it all kind of like lines up. I feel like if we're such a mistake, how is it that we're just on the right part of the spectrum where we can be so unique in comparison? to our surroundings that being the universe where they say yeah. the universe is so infinite that there's no way that there aren't aliens out there but we'll probably never find them because of how vast the idea of existence is and the the vastness of the universe yes where i'm i think we are we are either a big mistake or we are a a very intentional placement Okay. For this reason. How do we have light and day? How does that kind of um, also define the spectrum of identity where you can be good or evil? Right. How can you be hot and cold? Yeah. In the way it relates to dark and light? Yeah. Things in the way that our world exists is a little too easily explained. Not, okay. not, not easily explained, but it's a little too easily coincidental for me to think that on, you know, in a different reality, a hole popped in the atmosphere and everyone got sucked out right. and everyone was unaware of the, the way these things work. So it depends because the idea of existence is a very, very wide, wide spectrum. Of,
2: Absolutely.
1: Right? So yeah. for me in terms of our existence, I think you can't explain it. I don't think it's ever going to be explained because um I think that, that there are too many timers in place and too many restrictions in place unless we literally achieve Star Trek levels of technology which might happen. Absolutely. But also time and space being relevant makes it far too too hard to add together and make into um a definable solution. Right. I hope that somewhat made sense. That kind of because you asked a wide ass fucking I question. I
2: really, really a wide did.
1: ass open ended. I question. really did. And every and I hopefully there's someone out there listening yeah. who is hitting that dude like, I get it. Yep. I really know he makes sense. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> Why talk about it.
2: <coughs> <laughs> yes. There's, well, there's lots of different philosophical arguments and ideas out mm-hmm. there and yeah. I yeah. i mean for a while there in college I was I was contemplating doing a major in philosophy mm-hmm. and getting a master's in philosophy because I was so into it I loved the idea I loved following the logic
1: do the... you think you would have driven yourself
2: fucking nuts in the pursuit I did in the pursuit of psychology anyway so oh <laughs> boom chances are I was gonna go nuts regardless but I remember one specific um, lecture on existentialism, and that idea was the one that I really ran with. Mm-hmm. Just that reality is based on your perception, mm-hmm. and that's the one that made the most sense to me. You mm-hmm. don't. No, you I only, believe in that too. Yeah, you're in that idea you're only familiar with the reality that you experience, mm-hmm. and so it's all based on your experience,
1: and also therefore upbringing. Yeah, and the way that an
2: upbringing can kind of shape, yeah,
1: the, the person you become.
2: Yeah, well, and it also really directly connects, in my mind, to the multi the multiverse theory. Yes, that there are, which was Stephen
1: Hawking's last works right. as he went he, as he passed away. Yeah,
2: my argument is that we're we are living in a multiverse as it exists right now. Mm-hmm. But there is a different universe for every single person on the planet because reality is based on perception. Mm -hmm. The way I perceive the universe and the way you perceive the universe are completely different. They really are. So my existence is based on my perception of reality, Mm -hmm. whereas yours is based on yours. Yep. So the things you've experienced and everything are unique and Exist in your universe.
1: So if you had to categorize a hypothesis right now, how can I not remember the names of celebrities (laughs) on (laughs) Excitement Incorporated and turn around and say categorize hypothesis? (laughs) Yes. If you had to categorize a a hypothesis right now, you would say that um, the way to sort out realities is based on the perception of an individual.
2: Right. Cool. I can dig that. Yep, that's a cool way. You know, there's so many multitudes of universes stacked on each other and coexisting, Mm -hmm. but it's a multiverse in that Mm -hmm. because if you go into one person's head, you're going to get a completely different universe than person B's head.
1: Right. Okay, that works you know. too. Now, would you say that there's also, you know, like the alternate realities based on the multiverses inside of that too? So we have the um, R- Rich's reality is reality A, Daniel's reality is reality B, Brian's is reality C, but could there be variations in that where we're like, okay, we're finished recording, see you later, and we walk out instead of getting into a car, we mount a giant chicken with saddlebags <laughs> and ride it <up> home.
2: <laughs> Who knows? The, that's not what Brian experiences. When he gets in your car. Oh,
1: you're saying it could be different.
2: Yeah, I'm saying that the perception is the basis of the reality. Interesting.
1: Very true. Is that kind of inform what the Matrix is, hypothetically? Because they, they did the whole thing in the Matrix where they liked to say, do you believe what's going on right now? Right. Is the Matrix a dream or is the reality a dream? And that was always a wide-ass open question in the right. Matrix. Is the Matrix Reloaded or Revolutions any part of this conversation? In that it's part of a philosophical philosophical argument. Because I feel like the Matrix sequels went full dive into the world of the Matrix, not the philosophical idea of the Matrix.
2: The, the sequels to the Matrix mm-hmm. took the... Philosophical argument to its logical conclusion.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Which is that they they didn't just do the deep dive. They did the okay, when you can control the simulation, do you arrive at a different end mm. than if you just followed the path of the simulation? Where's
1: the matrix on your list of films?
2: As far as Favorites? Or yeah, with Die Hard and
1: Caddyshack and Terminator 2. Um,
2: the oh, mummy. the perfect movie list? <laughs> yeah. I don't know that The Matrix is even on the perfect movie list. Just because it's such a, uh, it's, a, a wild card it's, of a movie? Or what? It's less a movie to me than in philosophical exploration.
0: Hmm. Okay.
2: Because if you take the, if, and there was, there was a guy that did the full deep dive yeah. on Reddit and mm-hmm. he did this whole comment stream about how the matrix really wasn't even about humanity or Neo. Mm-hmm. It was about the little girl, sorry. The little girl. And her existence. Which little girl, Sorry. When he's in the last movie, when he's in the train station, mm-hmm. and he's kind of stuck in that train station, mm-hmm. and then an Indian couple shows up with their little girl, sorry. Oh, Sari, yeah. And she is the program that was created from these two programs, mm-hmm. and there was no place for her yes. in the machine world logic, yeah. so they were going to hide her in the Matrix. Mm-hmm he did this point by point explanation about how the entire trilogy was actually about her and that she was the key because he was the creation in this simulation
0: Mm -hmm.
2: that was going to be hidden in the simulation.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. The simulation served to create her. Mm. And it was this, I, I can't even remember. I just remember reading it and it was like, I'll have to go back. Whole sections of my brain were just like exploding in midair. I
1: made Sarah um, watch The Matrix Mm -hmm. um, not too long ago. And I was like, that was cool, right? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, yep, there's two more. And she was like, I don't know if I can do two more. And I said, honestly, I'm not going to make you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because the real, I mean, reloaded. I mean, that's I saw the funniest uh, uh, tweet shared the other day when um, I read the article about Will Smith and the, his blue pill hypothetically, and um, <laughs> and then someone left a tweet and was like rewatching the cave cave orgy dance scene. And hearing the collective sigh of a fan base, <laughs> 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 the collected disappointed sigh of a fan base, that was rough. But I digress. Um, you don't get fifteen minute chase scenes unless you do it in a sequel of that is the Matrix and the Matrix Reloaded. And I figured, fun fact about the score, <laughs> I was I put on the Matrix Reloaded while I was getting frisky with a girl after high school, and and we were making out, and I was like. Damn, there's a lot of quarter note triplets <laughs> in the end of the <laughs> Matrix. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Only in the mind of a musician. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the next two videos should have died faster than a disco dancer with a heart problem with a penchant for fries. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice, Brian. Also true. Yeah, no, those were rough. But anyways, I didn't mean to d- yeah. detract. But I do want to go back and watch those so that I can get into the, philosoph- the philosophical end of them. Yes. I just feel like they're really, they're just such tough watches.
2: They they are depending on the mindset mm-hmm. you have going into them. What did you think? Like, I thoroughly enjoyed mm-hmm. the entire Matrix trilogy as one long movie. Okay. Okay, I think that they were they were setting the stage with the matrix. Yes. And that this is the reality that we have defined here. And they go into and turn that reality on its end and reloaded. Okay. And then in revolutions they return reality to a state, but it incorporates both. Yes. True. So they make this statement about existence. Mm-hmm. They show that level of existence and its logical end. Yes. And then they meet the middle ground and that's where they come into the new reality, essentially. It, I love the work of the Wachowskis mm-hmm. pretty much because any of their movies, any of them, mm-hmm. Have some philosophical bend to them. It's true. Okay. I mean, my favorite of theirs is probably Cloud Atlas.
1: Which I really want to watch, but I haven't yet. Is Cloud Atlas their own work, or is that based on the book? It is
2: based on a book. On the book, yeah. And uh, I bought the book and started reading it. I haven't made it all the way through yet. Mm -hmm. It's very, very dense read. Is it? And the movie is very, very dense. Okay. Just because it's following the path of one soul throughout time. Oh. So there is this birthmark on the main storylines mm-hmm. that is a shooting star. Mm-hmm. And you'll see it on each of the main storylines, you know, at different oh. points. Like one guy has it on his ass, another one has it on the back of his head. Another okay. one has it, like, on her chest. Another okay. one has it, like, on her neck. So... I can dig that. The idea is that it is following the path of this soul mm-hmm. from the perspective of a cloud mm-hmm. floating over the earth. And so the a cloud is along the wind pattern, so it's following the soul around. But it's... Okay. It's jumping through time periods. So it'll right. go all the way back to the 1700s and then it'll jump to the 90s. I could be honest. Then it'll jump to yeah, 3000, the year 3000, mm-hmm. 33, 48, or yeah. whatever, yeah. you know, and it'll bounce all around. And the, the characters in it are played by each time period mm-hmm. has the same grouping of actors but they're in different makeups this too. is highly interesting looking it at all is, the different it is crazy to characters. see wow. Ali Berry made up as an ancient korean scientist whoa
1: seeing the pictures yeah. right
2: now and the way they
1: look did uh, was tom hanks good in this tom hanks was amazing
2: in oh this. man i'm gonna have to watch i mean this, everybody then. in this movie was on their a-game it looks like you would have to be
1: because you're playing a ton of different
2: characters. You're playing all manner of characters in this. Just it's okay. Grant is in each time period and he's bouncing all over the place. Uh It's, but it's telling the story of this soul and it's getting reincarnated in different time periods Uh and everything. Uh And so that's why the experiences and the actors stay the same but just different. And Brian just found the recycling center. Wow. Okay, we'll <laughs> just get rid of that.
1: It's on streaming services, so I'll have to find it. It is, is on here. streaming
2: services. I have it on Blu-ray. You can borrow it. Watch it. It's it's crazy. I it's really want to intense. borrow John it's Wick 2 really, first, really though. Okay, you can borrow that. Okay. You can log into the uh, Vudu. it's oh, on the Vudu?
1: Oh, well, we'll have to do that. You'll have to get on there to watch the m- mediocre Queen biopic that I purchased for my wife mm. for Valentine's Day. And what was it called again?
2: It's based on their song I Bo- think, uh, "Bohemian Rhapsody." Oh, I,
1: yeah, that's what I was going to say. Bicycle, but I don't know. It was really hard to remember. Uh. <laughs> Cloud Atlas. Queen.
2: Very, very highly recommend. Yes. There's, there's a idea being put forth. By this soul in all of the art that they create, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it shows how they're all connected. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a brilliant, very good, very good movie, good book, but I didn't get all the way through. That's you will love Red Dead Redemption.
1: Too, <laughs> they like to play. I was talking about the weird time travel things in that game and the way they yeah. like to do things. There's there's definitely a, a somewhat similar thing there where it turns out you've nice. been watching a lot of things. You've been watching these weird scenes throughout Red Dead, Two, and it turns out to tie into the, the ultimate ending. You're like, oh, dang. And then when I went on to Google and see how things is, uh, things were in the game. It changes as you go. The scene, depending on the decisions you make.
2: Okay. And then
1: how you come back to everything after uh, everything.
2: So, it's cool. That's that reminds cool. me I that I really still have to ahead. go back and watch Bandersnatch and finish it.
1: As, oh, geez. Don't even bother. Don't even bother. <laughs> You'll have to Google all the endings for that. Dang oh, no. I need to
2: make it through Stupid, one silly. playthrough of it. Right. I stopped oh, way well, through and haven't gone back. They
1: don't make you do the playthroughs of Bandersnatch over and over. They they will restart you at a different a point towards the end. The Pretty much, it's all consistently the same. Okay. Except for, it's consistently the same except for the endings. So it'll take you back to like uh, a quarter of the, uh, where you only have a quarter left and then the decisions you make change the ending. Okay. And then they'll put you through basically a choice of of two endings. Bandersnatch is a, a Black Mirror choose your own adventure uh, experience on Netflix. For those of you who don't know, I highly suggest you do it. But they only restart you to where the decision matters of changing the ending. You don't make any decisions in the very very beginning that will change the ending. Only towards the end. Okay. So it'll restart you there. I um there is a actual ending to it which you can eventually choose. I highly suggest everyone find a a guide for it. But if you... So everyone thought they had the endings and then someone stayed through the credits and then it takes you back to where you put a tape into the cassette player on the bus.
2: Okay. But
1: this time, instead of the the two choices you have for music, it gives you a third choice, which is Bandersnatch. And it's a video game. But you pop it, you pop, which is the video game that he's making. Yeah. So if you take that tape and pop it into bander into the tape player and listen to it, it's just a bunch of yeah. Which if you go into a spectrum changer, it gives you a binary code. If you punch in the binary code um, and translate it to a QR code, you can scan it. It takes you to a website where you can play nosedive, (laughs) the video game that the game designer is working on in Bandersnatch. (laughs) Oh, boy.
2: I don't know how these people do it, but they do it. Yeah. I love
1: viral campaigns. I love them. <laughs> I, I
2: haven't made it through even one playthrough of Bandersnatch yet. Go do it. I Go need to it. finish it. All, All the endings are great.
1: All the endings are yeah. awesome. I
2: don't plan on bouncing back to playthrough again and change it or anything. I mm-hmm. plan to finish mm-hmm. it once.
1: And never look at the other endings?
2: No, I might eventually. Just mm. I want to get through it once to see... And I may change my mind at the end, well,
1: they restart you right there, so anyways, so right. I suggest you do all the endings right then and there because it's not something you
2: would uh, hype you
1: wouldn't want to come back and do it right to me because you would have to go through and do every choice again, yeah, but by golly, if it's not, it's like one of those binge things where you finish wa- binge watching a show and you just want to keep going right did we reach the conclusion you wanted to on the philosophy thing, or did
2: we just <laughs> oh no <laughs> tie it, uh, off? i uh, tangential, it's fine, okay. Cool. So I, I wasn't trying to, to reach a logical ending because when it comes to philosophy, you're not going to.
1: You never do. So our show is just entirely a philosophical, philosophical,
2: philosophical. Philosophical. <laughs> Blah, like apple, you
1: say uh, these. I'm so excited for Link's Awakening.
2: <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's for excitement Inc. a week ago. Yes. you get to do these things and you get to go through time over and over again. I love when you get into philo- philosophy and then um and then it how it kind of relates to Easter eggs too, in yeah. the way that also art is is interpreted by the consumer. And yeah. that's what art is, and that's how it changes, and that's how you see it. Absolutely, that is another thing that I feel like uh, philosophy is. It's a big weird thing that you could also say life is art. Oh yeah, it's a beautiful big art piece th- what we are, and there's a reason life is beautiful is because it can also be determined, you know, by whoever takes it and however yeah. they do. Um, but then some people have to go through it as people who don't, you know, um, achieve the same lengths as some people who are given a shittier end of the stick yeah they might see it and if if you don't have the opportunity to, to see it like that maybe it's all one big joke and you're just kind of like yeah and then you make bad decisions and go to jail
2: i don't know no oh. i mean uh, art is <laughs> art is probably the most important thing about this existence that we bounce around mm-hmm. in. i mean what else is there commerce <laughs> no Nobody gives a shit about commerce. Nobody does. No. Because, well, I mean,
1: no. and then there's in terms of existence. But if you yeah. can't enjoy your existence, yeah. then, you know, that's where it becomes a, okay, maybe this isn't so much, you know. Right. But luckily, a lot of us have
2: things to, to go to. Yeah. But, yeah, but I mean, exactly. even in commerce, let's say you've got three of the exact same product, but one looks prettier than the rest. And they're all the same price. Yeah. Which one are you going to buy? The prettiest one. Yeah, exactly. The best one.
1: The one that means something to you. Mm-hmm.
2: And that's where the art comes in.
1: I love that this came up too. Yeah. Uh, how far did you get into Bioshock Infinite?
2: Um, I went through Reality Changed once because of Elizabeth. Okay. Maybe twice.
1: It happens a couple times, yeah, where, where reality shifts because yeah. you can change things. That's part of the title that is infinite. Yes. And they, they slap you in the face with an Easter egg in the beginning of the game. Yeah. Do you remember the Barbershop Quartet? Yes. They are singing in the ideal of like existing and going to different places. They, they uh, It's so funny. I think the entire storyline of Bioshock Infinite is inspired by the Beach Boys song, What Would I Be Without You? Yeah. It's so, (laughs) it's so funny. Yeah. And some people went to a convention cosplaying uh, and they were a quartet and they went to a convention to sing this. Yeah. But yeah, song for Columbia. Columbia's (laughs) Um, A Columbia's gayest <laughs> quartet. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's true. So they do this. It's, it's really funny that they play with this idea of like where people would be in certain realities without the other and the way things change in that respect. Yep. And then they end up tying that into, you know, the real Bioshock with the DLC, of course. That is, yeah. um, uh, man, I forgot what it is. Um, the DLC basically is the in between. Okay. Of of uh, burial at sea, awesome. Burial at sea. Yes. So they continue to play with the the reality aspects right. of the game, where she can snap her fingers and then they go to a different reality. Right. Um, and it's in the um different reality that things happen that I'm realizing as I say them are technically spoilers. So I need to I need to get yeah, back into that. Be- yeah uh, um, Bioshock uh Brian is actively playing the Bioshock games right now because I told him that it was an, an, a a damned travesty that he has not played them um in terms of garnering the story, you could actually skip from Bioshock to Bioshock Infinite Bioshock Two is definitely like i want to call it a spin off because okay. of how how literally it doesn't relate to the the main storyline right. that is Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite, but
2: oh man I would. I would love to play these games. I love the aesthetic mm-hmm. of Bioshock Infinite. I love mm-hmm. that floating city mm-hmm. steampunk type feel mm-hmm. and look and mm-hmm. everything. I can't play it for more than forty five minutes. I know. Does drama mean So I have mean, to play it in forty five minutes?
1: How does drama mean help your your ability to
2: honestly handle? I haven't tried it with a with a video game. Mm-hmm. It uh Makes me sleepy. Mm. I see.
1: Brian Brian asked the if movie you star tried from Gil- Gilligan's Island. Oh man!
2: I would say that my wife would be my version of Ginger. I and mean, I married oh, a Ginger. Yes, if that's such a referring to. Oh, yes, awesome. I that's understand. not what he meant. Yeah, that's Ginger not what snaps he meant. actually <laughs> help. <laughs> ginger does help. Ginger snaps help. Yeah. Oh really? Have yeah, yeah tried like raw if raw ginger. I'm like sushi ginger. Tried have you ever
1: had sushi? Too. Do you like sushi?
2: I do not like fish.
1: I know you don't like fish, so but we I've talked. I've had a
2: California roll, sure. which has the crab meat in it mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because so you're okay that. with shellfish. Yes. But it's the fish. Yes. It's the ones with the gills. Yeah. Have you ever held a fish? Yes. Okay. I would go ice fishing with my dad and my grandfather as oh, a child. Oh, okay. Which loses its luster when you're not drunk. So <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the time with my grandpa and my dad. Sure. But I did not enjoy freezing my ass off in a little hole in a okay. shanty. And that if if we're almost
1: this might be <laughs> at the same time the most intelligent and also the dumbest episode we've had all. Oh, of absolutely! Us because I know what I want to ask you about. All right, and we're kind of getting there because I asked you if you held a fish. Yes. I want to know if you've held a turd, Rich. I want to know if you've held poop. If you reached into the bowl, no, like, not human. Like, no, like adolescent Daniel did, out of sheer curiosity. I want to know the dumbest fucking things you've done, <laughs> okay? Because we're gonna ri- rewind to seven-year-old Daniel, okay? Okay. All right. Reaching into the bowl, feeling the cold water on his hands as he reaches in <laughs> to grab. A
0: I love that piece this has turned shit. into
2: the dumbest things we've done episode. He
1: <laughs> literally <piece> awesome. <laughs> Piece of shit, picking it up and feeling the gravity of it in my hand, feeling the sliminess
0: and (laughs) squeezing. Oh no, no!
1: (laughs) Not as bad as a story I heard about about the kid down the street from my neighbor friend, who said, "Don't hang out with that kid because he takes sticks, sticks them into his turds, and calls them his friends." (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <Thank you.
1: laughs> yeah, basically. But
2: um, never. As- Why I- hell are your friends th- so shitty? Let's be clear. Thank you.
1: As soon as I say Thank that, you. true. Um, <laughs> let's be clear. As soon as I said that, like there are worse things and worse people. We've all done dumb things. I'm just gonna keep setting the tone here because I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the person who breaks the ice in this conversation. Before all we right. Keep talking about these dumb fucking things we've done. Okay. All right. Where I. Oh, oh, Was deathly afraid of Darth Vader as a child, okay? I had a nightmare as a young kid that Darth Vader was down the hallway. Ooh. And he was approaching me in a dark—he was just tall and big, and he was, yep, approaching me down a long, dark hallway. And you know what was down a long, dark hallway? The bathroom. Ah. Okay? So there's a couple of things that this resulted in, okay? So you reached
2: into the bowl to have a weapon (laughs) to fend off Vader. No,
1: that was sure that was sheer
2: It's a pretty shitty weapon idiotic curiosity.
1: <laughs> Shut up, stop. You made the shitty you made the shitty pun already. You can't do that. It, it's I done. can't turn it off. It's hot. Okay. Alright, so one thing Adolescent Daniel did was pull everything out of his dresser drawer and pee in it.
2: You peed in the drawer I I peed to in the avoid drawer. the bathroom because of scared. a Vader. I did. All right. <laughs> I was scared. Okay. It makes perfect logical sense. It does, doesn't it? Right? It really does. It absorbed
1: really well. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Another thing. I woke up. Was too scared to go down the hallway, but at this point, um, I was, uh, staying the night. At my aunt's while my mom was working. And I was I, I was sleeping in the bed, right? And I was like, oh, no, I have to poop. And I get up and I start walking out. And I'm, like, pacing back and forth. I'm looking down the hallway. And I'm, like, looking back at my aunt sleeping. I'm looking down the hallway. And I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? I'm looking both ways. And then it just comes out of me. <laughs> okay? <laughs> it comes right out of me. <laughs> so this little, like, four-year-old turd sitting on the floor. Okay? <laughs> A, a, a human's four-year-old turd just sitting on the floor, and I kind of look at it, and I look back in bed, and I'm like, "Well, I'm relieved. Get back in bed. <laughs> I go to sleep, and I wake up against my aunt getting out of the bed. <laughs> like, going, what the, the fuck what is a turd
0: <laughs> <laughs> did,
2: <laughs> did you blame it on the dog?
1: I, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: I did. Excellent. So she gets up. What? What's going on? There's poop. The- did you do this, Daniel? I'm like, no, Shiloh did it. This is a seven-year-old's turd, okay? Shiloh is literally half wolf. <laughs> <laughs> that is the sheer size of what that dog shit is. And yeah. it's certain. <sighs> There's no way Shiloh was shitting that small. <laughs> so I got put. In- <laughs> Maybe if it had a little bunny. <laughs> so my aunt's like. And pulls out a pair of boxers. They're Batman the Animated Series. Yes. (laughs) But they're hers, so they're way too big for me. She has to fucking get a a paper clip (laughs) to (laughs) jerry-rig them on me tight enough. Puts me back in bed. (laughs) Uh. Dumb shit. Nice. Dumb shit.
2: I know you have some
1: in the repertoire. I once,
2: in high school (laughs) as a prank, I once shit in my friend's cat box. So that he would think there was something really, really wrong with the cat. Yes. <laughs> it didn't fool anyone. <laughs> it made my friend think there was something really, really wrong with me. <laughs> because I shit in the cat box.
0: They just think you're dumb. He was like
2: he was like, What's wrong with you? I was like, dude, it was a prank. I wanted to see I wanted you to think something was wrong with the right. cat. And he was like it? no.
1: <laughs> like, no, no, I thought you really wanted to go in this cat box.
2: <laughs> no, I'm just wondering what is wrong with you because you, you think shit this in a cat normal? box. <laughs> it's like you have no idea what cat shit looks like, and I didn't. It's just as a growing up, my I never saw it with all the cats around my grandparents' house. Yeah. They had a sand pit that we weren't supposed to go in, and yeah. that's because that's where all the wild cats went. Oh, okay. Yeah, my grandparents lived on a farm. I told the story before. Mm-hmm. Just litters of cats would get dropped off, and my grandfather was a cat lover. He adored cats, so he would always take care of them. Well, I mean,
1: we knew yeah. he liked porn, but we also were just already where he liked pussy. So.
2: Yeah, awesome. I did anyway, that. That was me. That was nice. That was me. I that was did good that stuff. One. Thank you. I'm, I'm still enjoying the imaginary applause for the wordplay. Anyway. Uh <laughs> Probably the dumbest thing I did, I gave myself a concussion at my friend's 16, sweet 16 party. Okay. I was I was doing the mock run into things mm-hmm. where you're like, you know, running up to something and you have your hand on your forehead. And How old were you? At the point of. Because we're talking him. childlike
1: stupidity. I have no desire to hold and squeeze <laughs> a turd.
2: Yeah. Anymore. No, that. was, That's off like, of my list. I was like 15, I want to say. <laughs> okay. I was trying to impress a girl. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, you know, I was doing the whole bing, you know, and I'd smack whatever I was imaginary or I was faking running into to make the noise. And I'd be like, oh, and it fooled quite a few people. I was very good at this. Good. Awesome. Well, there, I was at my friend's 16th birthday party and we were walking to the lake and there was a telephone pole there. And I was being an obnoxious fifteen-year-old mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. that, and you're triggering yes. my Schadenfreude. Yeah, <laughs> so I go, I see the telephone pole, and I'm like, perfect. So I go running at this thing. I was, I misjudged how far away it was. <laughs> I misjudged my speed. I'm seeing you going at this in
1: slow motion as you
2: it, I narrate. I misjudged how big it was i misjudged everything on this decision pretty much i was like i'm gonna do this and it's gonna be hilarious (laughs) so i go and i i essentially headbutt a telephone pole (laughs) and i fly back and i land and everything was black for a little bit yeah I open my eyes and I hear laughter and I'm like, oh, good. They think it's funny. (laughs) And then my body starts convulsing. Oh, no. Just full on shakes. And I hear the laughing getting more raucous. So I'm like, I'm like, guys, this is not a joke. I'm actually convulsing. But because I'm convulsing, it's coming out as. (laughs) And then I pass out. Perfect. I wake up, and there is a strange man standing over me, and he's like, are you okay? I've called an ambulance. Oh, no. And I'm like, I don't know if I should move. (laughs) So an ambulance comes and picks me up and takes me to the hospital. Now, my friends, in the meantime, have realized that I'm just being a dumbass, and so Mm -hmm. they went on and figured I would catch up. Oh. They come back to a crowd of people because there's a teenager passed out in the street.
0: <laughs>
2: my friend, whose birthday party it was, was like, oh, my God, and she's freaking out, you know, because yeah. somebody is go- going away from was her party Was she the one you are trying to impress, or? I don't even remember who I was trying to impress. Oh, fair enough. There was, there's, there's gaps of that day. Yeah, totally. In my memory, mm-hmm. just because when I got to the hospital, they did check, and I had a, Moderate concussion. So, I wasn't allowed to go to sleep for a while because I might not wake up and everything. And I was yeah. just like, oh, I'm going to have to live with this decision for a while. Mm-hmm. And as a sophomore in high school, that's not necessarily what you want to be, have your name attached to, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah. This dude ran into a telephone pole and gave himself a concussion. He was trying to
1: get a lead. <laughs> they had no idea why I did it. Oh, okay. That's good. That's good. That's there
2: was good. no there was no internal monologue running for everyone else to know why I did this. Oh, right. Okay. They were like, he's done this before, he's an idiot. Right. Just let him be an idiot. And if you're if you find it funny, then be impressed with him or whatever. Yeah. Kind of thing. But my parents made me go back to my friend's house and apologize for ruining ruining her birthday. And she was like, ah, honestly, you'll make it one I never forget.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and I was like, fair enough. Okay. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty dumb. I'm trying to think of the dumb shit I did as a kid. Right. Um, uh,
1: I feel like it's a farther stretch for you yeah.
2: than it is for me. Right. Well, I mean, there's there's so much dumb stuff that I did yeah, as a child
1: because you're just you're discovering things and child children do not think about their reputation as adults. Yes, they just do not. You know what I mean? And then there's some people that are brave enough to say these things out loud. Yes, have you repeated in your own mouth? Just aimed not it up that in the shower. I recall. And
2: <laughs> Not that I recall. I have
1: a feeling that's a real thing because I watched This Is The End. And while they were, like, starving to death, one of them was, like, I think it was Craig Robinson, and he's sitting at the desk. They're doing, like, video diaries. And he's just, like, peeing into a wine glass, and he he just lifts it up. And he's like, well, let's see how this goes. (laughs) It cuts to Seth Rogen, who's just, like, pointing it straight up at his mouth. is like. (laughs) Right? I did it out of curiosity as a child. Definitely in the shower. I was just kind of like. Think a lot Looking of guys do. Those, me too. It's I just think like, a lot of guys. Well, we do. can aim it straight because you know I told my wife this, you know, and and she was just kind of like, "Well, how would you?" And I was like, "Well, maybe you would have tried it if you could aim yours." Yeah. You know, like how do you know you wouldn't have done it? Yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I I I I don't necessarily recall doing it myself. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm seventy five percent certain that it probably happened at some point. It's I true. just Don't remember. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> There's, I just
1: if if you feel like it's, I don't want you to say anything that you're not a, like comfortable saying. But then there are stories that like I just buried it all out for everyone to hear. You know what I mean? Because I'm not all ashamed right. of what I did as a kid, but I'm not. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm trying to help you Dang, remember. But
2: Daniel just wrote olive oil <laughs> with a question mark. Are after you comfortable
1: it. sharing that one? Sure. I can't tell. Like it's like. Sure.
2: Did you remember it? I. You do now. I
1: don't. I. This I is mean. a good one. <laughs>
2: All right. <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: this was not my intention when I started. <laughs> I, just I, I, I understand. This. I
2: understand. So, <laughs> backstory to the olive oil here. <laughs> Me, Daniel, and our wives were having a game night. And we were playing a game called Never Have I Ever. Oh yeah, That's we were playing Never
1: Have. Yep, definitely. Do you need to pee, so, Brian? You need to pee. Oh, he just no said, he, "You go pee. You go ahead. You, you pee, go right ahead." Sir. Okay, we're just saying things. Yeah, it's okay.
2: Avoid it's your okay. own mouth. Do you? It's okay. Uh, avoid your own mouth. We don't sure. censor this show. You don't have to anyway. write down
1: timestamps. Okay.
2: Good stuff. The best stuff. Anyway, so he. <laughs> I think the puppy just launched off my wife when <laughs> Brian opened the door and just <laughs> clawed the I love fuck the fact that her. we're like
1: drawing out this olive oil story
2: story for so reasoners. sorry guys. Never have I ever but is a card hilarious. game, a party game mm-hmm. where there the That's cards That's how it came up. Okay. The cards have listed
1: like weird things.
2: Weird things and it goes around the circle of people and if you, this is something you have done, you take the card. It's really funny. And as we're playing this game, mm-hmm. I have this massive pile in front of me. <laughs> Everybody else has a, a, a little serviceable pile. I've mm-hmm. got this, this massive bit. Right. And you yes. have to hold on to cards that you have done. Yes. Now, Daniel starts this game going, our first rule is no judgment. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. that's that's a good rule and yeah. fair. Yeah. And so this card gets revealed that says... Have you ever used olive oil in or, a sexual act?
1: Or, no, I think it was any unnatural lubricant or something like that. No, no, it
2: was olive oil. It was specifically olive oil. Was it really? Yes. It oh, said, have you wow. ever used olive oil in a sexual act? This card goes around the circle, and he was like, I'm fairly certain this one's going to end up in the discard pile as mm-hmm. he reveals mm-hmm. it. And it goes mm-hmm. around the circle, and I comes to me. I'm like, take that. And the whole table goes,
1: what is wrong with you? There's a special card you can play to where you demand to know the context of, of that card. Act. If yes. you get a card, you can play it and go, tell me the story behind this card. Whether it's uh, if you've swallowed, whether if it's sex in a car, whether if it's uh, uh, do something shitty to a homeless person, no matter yes. what it is.
2: Yes. Let someone else take the rap for your shit. Yes. So, Daniel plays that card. Yep. <laughs> now, when I was when I was first beginning to pleasure myself mm-hmm. as a nineteen-year-old, I realized that doing it dry is not the way to go. Yeah. yeah. And so there's lubricants you can use. Unless you're uh, Cody
1: Marquart, young Cody Marquart, <laughs> not wanting to wake up your parents because <laughs> yes. lotion is loud. <laughs> lotion is loud.
2: Yes. Continue. Well. Vegetable oil is not. (laughs) It's so smooth. It's not loud at all. (laughs) Yes. So in a moment of desperation, I found the olive oil and I was like, let's give this a shot. And Mm -hmm. Olive oil does the trick. (laughs) (laughs) It'll get you there. And back. Wow. (laughs) You want to wash right away.
1: Oh, I love that you say that. Another dumb thing that I did: <laughs> uh, we were uh, um, messing around, me and my childhood friend, and uh, my parents, my grandparents had like a vacation van, and we were going through looking for coins to yes. go spend on candy at the at the store. Um, yeah, because as a child, you know what your grandparents don't care about—it's change. Yeah. Or at least you don't feel guilty for stealing money because it's just change, right? It doesn't occur. Right. So we're looking for it. And I, and I found this like orange cleaner that I was like, huh, oh, let's fresh it up. And I'm joking around and I look directly at my friend and I pull open the waistband <laughs> of my pants and I spray that shit on my fucking <laughs> junk. Who oh, no. <laughs> yes. No is right. <laughs> because, no. because I was like, <laughs> 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 oh! It
0: burns so bad. And yes. I'm like
1: shit And I look up at my parents And I'm like my, grand- my grandpa's gonna be like What the fuck If I walk in And tell him I'm showering Okay That guy just questioned Everything
2: I did Growing up yes. anyway
1: Alright Well <laughs>
2: To be honest, if I knew a seven-year-old that reached into the bowl, <laughs> I'd be questioning every move they made too. It's true. Well, no one knew I did that until I
1: admitted it recently. Yes. Um. But then, and of course, I washed my hands afterwards. Of was, course. Not, oh, of course. Away. But um. So I digress. So I. So we live on the other side of the train tracks, probably a half, if not quarter mile away. Okay. And so I'm like, I can't do this. So we walk all the way back and across the way I'm pouring water uh, on my junk. I'm opening my, my the waistband of my shorts and pouring water on my junk so that it like satiates the burn, but it never goes away. Oh, no. And I'm just like literally hauling ass like, ah, ah, ah <laughs> ow. <laughs> and like it burned so bad and I need to go. And my childhood friend's just like laughing his ass off as we're running back. As if we get back to my house, and I'm like, "Okay, wait here," and I run and, and I and I have to shower my oh, yeah. nuts off, yeah, because I had sprayed cleaner on
2: them. Yes,
1: yes. Y- you don't have to wait, Brian. You can just go. Yes. And well, bathing my wiener in olive was, oil mm-hmm.
2: le- leads to rash. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> you missed a lot. Um had to pee.
1: You miss a lot of things when you're not here, Brian. You can go back and listen, to. There is still, remember the time where we ended the episode? Because we were, like, slightly making fun of Brian. Not a lot, Brian. There's nothing to be worried about here. But we were like, but he won't know because he'll never listen to this. And we'll just wait for him to let us know that he listened to it. Still haven't heard back from him. Nope. He's right behind me, but I still haven't heard back from him. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> He's got a water bottle. He's ready. He's got him. an don't empty bottle. Don't throw it. <clears throat> I wish I knew where my water bottle went. I you did. Oh, it's, it's on the floor. It's on the on floor. floor. I need <laughs> it. I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking about it a lot. nation. I and need here to moisten. Have you ever peed in a water bottle? We've peed. I think it's oh, normal. Yeah. I think it's normal to pee in other things, especially on road trips.
2: Absolutely. So to pee in things and, and, and save them. That was actually the first time oh. I peed in front of a member of the opposite sex.
1: Uh, oh, really?
2: Yeah. Family doesn't count. Just exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. Okay, cool. Yep.
2: Yes. No. This was a marching band trip.
1: There you go. So there you go.
2: Lots of things happen on marching band trips. Mm-hmm. Lots of things. Mm-hmm. So there, I uh, there was one time we were on our way to a, we are on our way, I want to say, to like Warsaw, Indiana, mm-hmm. which was like four and a half hours away. Okay. We're on this, you know, we're on this bus at like four o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. Don't depart the bus until like 10. Yeah. And, you know, both ways Mm -hmm. type things. So Mm -hmm. this was a long day because once we got there, then we had to compete and then we get back on the bus. It's true. It's true. You know, and Mm -hmm. so when you're on the bus and you just finished that. 56 ounce Gatorade. Oh, gosh.
0: There's no way around it, and all you got is that empty 56
2: ounce bottle. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we were we were known to we deposited a lot of trucker (laughs) presents alongside of the highway. I bet you did. I bet you did.
1: Once I was having diarrhea so bad, um, but I was gonna have it, and I knew there was no way to hold it in. But we couldn't go inside um, because if we did, we we could risk being heard um, at night. We were like probably it was just you know one of the numerous sleepovers of my friends. Yeah, so we're we're out messing around, and I have to shit so bad that I go over to a bush and I just diarrhea in this bush. I totally did. Oh yeah, and I remember so specifically, and I was like, "Wow, I can't not wipe." And so I pull off my Shrek two boxers <laughs> and I wipe my ass with the Shrek two. Boxers. And I put my my shorts back on and I have to go commando for the rest of the stay. Oh, okay. I did throw away those boxers. I miss those boxers. A lot.
2: <laughs> sure, you throw those away.
1: I really miss those, but there was no place to put them. You know, there's no way out of it.
2: Oh, man. That's why I always wear socks. Mm. <laughs> Sacrifice a sock.
1: I was gonna say, did you ever? How many cum socks have you had in your day? Have you ever oh used cum socks? Like I have I impregnated even... so much footwear. Now, is it? Is it? Is there a point to like having cum socks? Um, I think I'm trying to remember what I used a lot growing up to wipe, wipe my masturbations in. <laughs> is that the way you say it? And <laughs> I, I think prefer spankerchief. Like boxers, dude. You know, handkerchiefs. I realized what handkerchiefs are for the other day in a store because I watched this old man. Just, like, pull out a handkerchief, blow a nice, wet, moist one, fold it up, and put it right back in his pocket. Yep. And I realized this because at the time, I had a cold, and Mm -hmm. I was going through so many tissues and then running out and have nothing to wipe my nose with. A handkerchief is for a consistently
2: runny nose. Yes. Yes, it is. Still disgusting. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely gross. So
1: disgusting.
2: What's worse, Okay. The handkerchief, uh-huh. the reusable handkerchief, yeah, for heavy cold season, mm-hmm. or the librarian that has the same tissue all day yeah. and just tucks it into the end of her sleeve, the cuff tissue, if you will. Ugh. Which one's worse? There, <clears throat> the that bra. No. Oh gosh. Ugh. Ugh. Mm. I don't know. I don't know that there's anything that grossed me out about titties. Also true. true. I mean,
1: but also it depends on what's in them and what's gross about them. Uh, now, what about the, I remember um, I remember back in the day, um, we were all trying to convince a girl to show us the boobies. Yeah. Um, When we were all punk-ass kids, and we were like, show us the boobies, show us the boobies. And then she did, and they were like cone-shaped. They didn't look like boobies at all. We regretted it. Really? Yeah. Oof. Have you ever seen misshapen boobies? Because I think boobies can be all shapes and sizes. And that's Once. fun.
2: Once? Yeah. I, I, there's been one set of boobies I mm-hmm. didn't like. I
1: feel like you never see them in porn. Mm, typically. Because they they're literally, like, they look like they would fit naturally in the Madonna
2: bra. Yeah. Well, you'll see those occasionally mm-hmm. in porn. Mm-hmm. Depends mm-hmm. on how deep a dive you go. But. Yeah. There was one set that I was just like This
1: <laughs> is <laughs> I remember changing in the Boy Scout tent in in, in Boy Scouts mm-hmm. and my bunkmate we were both changing and I glanced his thing and it was a literal and I didn't know it was true, but it was a literal sharpened pencil dick. The tip was shaped like this. That's pen so that I'm weird. holding in my hand. Isn't it? It's a little odd. It's really odd. I didn't know that that was like, because when you look at porn, most of them are like pretty, you know, they're just.
2: They're, they're, it's they're a, typically a uniform rounded. type they're thing. They're rounded.
1: Yeah. This thing was pointed like he just took it out of a fucking pencil sharpener, dude. Wow. It was weird. <laughs> I was like. There's a guy. It's a good thing I'm Atlanta not addressing that I I had to see your fucking dick right now anyway, because we're trying to be fucking
2: adults here. Yeah. Us 13 year old boys. But I was like. <laughs> Yeah Wow There was a guy I worked with in Atlanta We called Chopstick Really? Because of his dick Oh ah. His dick looked Exactly like a chopstick Right It was It was probably like 11 inches long Whoa But it was It was a, What is It was a chopstick Oh Jesus It looked exactly Like a chopstick It was scary. so weird
1: That is scary almost So it was like Squared off Almost?
2: Almost, yeah.
1: It was really strange. you ever, like, I remember back in the day it's when It's weird I that I've seen another
2: at, man's dick at work, but there you I go. I mean,
1: but yeah. Well, I mean, these things are bound to happen. And then you go back and you look at uh, potentially the way, looking at porn and stuff, there's also, like, these penises that curve, like, straight up. Yeah. And it looks like it would be, like, the shape of, like, an elephant's trunk when it points up. Yeah. How is this possible... How are they not straight? And everyone's different yeah. in the way that genitalia is also shaped. Is this not the weirdest thing to, like, see one that's, like, abnormal in the pornography and just kind of think, how did you get a career in this?
2: I, strange. Yeah, Really strange exactly. stuff. I exactly. Don't, I mean, I know that everybody's unique and all that, and mm-hmm. there's, you know, Mm-hmm. there's... Maybe maybe that's their version of the multiverse. Just that's how things are perceived.
1: In some, you point straight up. In some, you look like a chopstick. Yeah. I don't know. In some, you could poke a balloon and it would pop. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But I digress. Yes. How did we get here? Start with philosophy
2: and with (laughs) genitalia shapes. Anyway. (laughs) So, bad boobies. Sorry. So. Continue. Um, when I first met my wife, she mm-hmm. was friends with a horrible person mm-hmm. that she eventually learned just how horrible she was. Mm-hmm. But until she learned that, I had to interact with this person.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And this person started, uh, dating my roommate. Right. At the time. So I Her believe members. I've discussed this bitch mm-hmm. before. But mm-hmm. anyway, she, uh, she's a fucking bitch. Yeah. Absolute bitch. Anyway. A terrible person. She, um, she, what at one time, was changing, like, in front of the house. She was changing shirts, and she didn't wear a bra oh. that day or oh whatever. Oh, wow. Oof. So. No one wants to see that. So, uh, my roommate was like, dude, turn around, because she's changing, and she's self-conscious. And I was like, oh, okay. If you're
1: self-conscious, why aren't you? And I,
2: Anyways. And I turned, because I was like, I don't, I don't want to even experience anything like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought she was done. So, I go to turn back. She was not. Oh God! She was midway. It's almost like she knew that I was thinking she was done and kept it at midway to make sure I got an eyeful. Oh great! But I turn and I almost like, and I immediately turn back and I was just like, oh, <laughs> please no, because you know those cone shapes mm-hmm. that you regret mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Imagine that cone shape filled with cottage cheese. Oh wow! Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Is
0: this... Is it like... Yeah, yeah.
2: misshapen bumpiness with the cone shape.
1: It's... Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Tweets their own. I don't like... Here's... Oh, man.
2: Ugh. No, I don't think it bothered my roommate because he was an ass man anyway, so... Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, but... It really cemented my opinion of her. Right. Right. There because it was like, oh my God, there is nothing redeeming about her.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing. Like,
2: <laughs> oh God, <laughs> it, it's like there's. Well, no, there's. There have been people that I've met in the past where it's like, okay, you have one redeeming quality.
1: Yes, exactly.
2: You know, like yes. everything about this person is just bad. Yes, but there's one thing about them that is just like, okay, I can tolerate this person. Yes. Wow. Now. W- do
1: we need to defend ourselves in the in the respect that we're not body shaming for any reason? No, we're male pigs. That's I mean, true. that's just yeah, how it I mean. is. <laughs> we're,
2: we're we're men, and we will. We let we've this take pornography and everything. And there's yeah,
1: there's which if it wasn't if it was in porn, then you would think that yeah. it would be an admirable trait. It was just weird to see more than anything that it's not like you know. If any of our past relationships had taken the shape and we liked a person, I don't think we would have said no. You know right. what I mean? And it was more of like the person behind that, too, in which case, like we only saw these things with passerby people in our life as opposed to anyone we have acknowledged or, you know, kept on, a, a hold on to in our current right. lives. Right. But it's really in, in, I don't want to say that it's like it's it's okay no matter what shape you are, truly. Well, here's the But real. you're going to get recognized on a podcast for ha- having a fucking pencil dick, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> here's the <laughs> here's the reality of it. It's your perception. Ooh. How if I enjoyed anything about this person mm-hmm. would they have appeared differently to me when i had that glance Ooh, also or is my true. opinion of her on a personality level skewing my vision that is very true that is very true i mean as we started this show talking about philosophy and how perception defines reality mm-hmm. mm-hmm. There, that could have been a factor. It's true. Now, I mean, there was, and I mean, there was this one girl on a band bus, you know, and you know, it was band. You change into uniform. It's true. And all together, it doesn't matter. Oh, I think I saw uh,
1: as a child. I saw my first girl in a in a bra in band because she was like, "Fuck this, I'm changing." Right. At one point, yeah, totally.
2: Yeah, like there. Were, I mean, I changed in front of an entire other school's band. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. because there was no room on the bus, and I was just like, "Eh, fuck it, I don't care. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I was down to my boxers at the front of the bus. Very nice. With an entire other school coming past. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I was just like. (laughs) Well, if they were at attention. If they were at attention. Yeah, if they were at attention, I didn't get any cat calls, but they were kind of walking past, and I heard, ooh. Yeah. And I was kind of like, yeah.
1: Right?
2: All right.
1: just We're going to cross-pollinate bands. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think they were the condoms too. Marching Trojans, a rubber band. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Continue. Thank you. you. Anyway, so <laughs> there was this one girl that I was in, and this girl was a total cunt. She just was horrible. Mm-hmm. Okay, she stopped being friends with this girl that she had been friends with from like a very young age. Really? Because. It was like something petty. Like she said, she liked the shade of lipstick that this one teacher was wearing, mm-hmm. and this bitch did not like that teacher, so she stopped talking to this girl entirely. Some she people, some from. people lose a direction. Yeah, it was <laughs> very important. It was yeah. very very dumb, dumb. Yeah, yes. it was very catty, and mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. that's that's the type of chick this girl was. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, oh my god, if. It, it was to the point of just the way she treated everybody and everything. Mm-hmm. It was to the point that I would not have been sad if I found out that she was in an accident and killed. Oh. It was that level. Yeah. Of. Definitely. Despisement here. Uh-huh. And then she changed in front of me. She was hiding some weapons. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Some yeah. weapons of mass erection, let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> Okay. She she dressed very conservatively, and that might have been a source of all the cattiness was that she didn't feel like she was able to dress the way she wanted to because it was just way too revealing. Um just based on how everything was put together. Also true. So after that, I perceived her as being a much nicer person. Oh God. I didn't. I would have been upset if she was in an auto accident. Oh, geez. after that, yeah, definitely. I don't know if that view gave me more insight or if the reptile part of my brain just said, mm-hmm. "Right." i must have them wrapped around me and that's the weirdest part too is
1: is is our per- perception in in those lights and then the way we come to know people and like people and then hate people sometimes right. when it's just you know when the glass shatters <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you're like who am i looking at right now and how is exactly. this really going and it's is it is it you know is it shallow of us probably are we like biological creatures yes absolutely too you know what i mean and that's that weird thing where it's just kind of like where can we acknowledge past who we are and we're like talking this shit about coney boobs and pencil dicks but we're both fat fucks oh absolutely (laughs) we're the fattest fucks oh yeah i'm spewing with my fat all over the table right now but um we like we're the fattest fucks with our own things i have small teeth that's something
2: about me I I never needed braces.
1: Yes, it's no, yeah, it's up there.
2: I could probably fit three fingers in one nostril.
1: It's, have you tried? What about three small fingers? What if we got each of our pinky fingers right now? Me, you, and (laughs) Ryan. But I don't think, I think it's important to state at the end of this conversation that we're not truly judgmental, that we still accept everyone for who they are, but we're also caught off guard by things that are different, and that's normal. Absolutely. You know what I mean? To see something to be like, that's kind of a little weird, but okay. It didn't stop me from be- you know, when I, when I saw Pencil Dick's Pencil Dick, I didn't, like, stop being friends with him. You know what I mean? We right. went through the rest of the, the stay at the Boy Scout camp just fine. We were friends. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, it doesn't, everybody, I mean, based on these criteria, everyone can be considered a little bit shallow. It's true, yeah. Everyone. No one is exempt from this. That's true. Okay, how many times have you been dating a girl or been walking with your wife or just any member of the opposite sex and a girl walks past that you don't even see and you hear them say, what a whore. So then you turn and look and realize this is just a woman in a skirt and a flowy blouse. yeah. And then you realize, okay, she made that comment thinking that I saw her first, and she just got defensive, so she's decided to degrade this woman. Mm, potentially. Because there's a chance that I might find her attractive.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm, yeah. It, yeah. Brian says he's thought about it, but he yeah, he, he, he hasn't thought about it, but he's been there. Yeah, it can be a thing and it can be a natural reaction to to, you know, keeping up with these things as well. And like, you know. Oh, there have been plenty I mean, of
2: times where I've been out with my wife and had that little surge of insecurity and said, that guy's a douche.
1: Yeah, right. Well, no, I don't nothing know. about him. I mean, that's also true. But there's there's parts where you don't know anything about someone. And then you end up not liking them, and then you end up like really liking someone and being friends. For me, there's another part where I'm like, I see anyone in a truck who can't drive it and drives like a jerk. They are a douche. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: absolutely. Which, can I bring up people who drive trucks right now? Because we're talking about all the pencil dicks out there, but we're talking nub pencil. Nub pencil. Not shape pencil, but nub pencil. Like, this is a pencil that's b- at the end of down its life cycle. The it's eraser. not a mechanical. It's not a mechanical pencil. Yes. This is down to the the eraser pencil. This is one that you use and you don't want to use, and your hand's cramping up real bad. That is a yes. tool right there, and I tell you what, I am sick and tired of seeing trucks parked out of space. Mm-hmm. I am sick and tired of seeing trucks take off at the speed of light on the highway when it's icy out.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. People
1: who don't know how to drive driving trucks. I think you should need an extra special license to drive a car that size. Oh, yeah. Because people are jerks in trucks. Yeah. Sometimes. I'm sure there's plenty of nice people out there. Big trucks. Yes. It's a problem.
2: Now, there are, there are exceptions. Mm-hmm. You know, if I see a truck and I see a guy walking through a parking lot that's like six foot six, I know he's walking to a truck. Because he needs the because space. Because he needs that head clearance and space. Mm-hmm. He's not dry, he's not walking to the beefed up four by four wheels. No, no, he's not. No, knobby he's tires he's with he's the not. Kel- Calvin pissing on the Ford symbol or whatever in the back window. He's walking up to like a Silverado that's kind of messy on the fenders and everything. But then you'll see this guy that's like four foot eleven. Yes. Wearing three shirts, all of the collars popped. I know he's walking up to that cherry red four by four with Calvin pissing on the Chevy emblem. <laughs> I, I, I know that's what's happening. Right. So, I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot of little guys driving big trucks. And just so you know, if you're a little guy driving a big truck, you're telling everyone your dick is tiny. That too.
1: That too. (laughs) Or you have a you have a a job. Why are you owing Brian? You're fine. Um, (laughs) I I know you drive a truck, but you're not an asinine truck driver. (laughs) You're not. You're also not tiny. You're also not tiny. Yeah, you're definitely medium sized He feels short, everyone. He feels short, but everyone feels short in the presence of Richard Smelch. That's for damn sure. (laughs) You want me to feel small? I'll hang out with
2: Rob again. Did you see how tall that dude is? Yeah, no,
1: he was massive, definitely. Jesus Christ,
2: I was right next to him, I'm like, holy fuck, I'm looking in your nose. How how did you get so tall? Yep, yep. He's never been that tall. No, he hasn't, still. He's never been that happy either, so he's standing (laughs) taller because he's more confident and happier, yes.
1: Which is awesome. That's I love my really friend good. Rob. Yeah. Anyway. Nope. There's your shout out, Rob. This was for you. We need to have him back to talk about things on the show. Oh, we yeah. won't say it because that's a big surprise. That, that is, is a big, big surprise. big surprise. Yeah. But um, is there any other dumb things? It's so difficult to think of. Right. And I didn't mean to spring it on you. We need to talk about our topics before yeah. we get on here because then you're not ready and then you end up going on a diatribe. And especially if there's things you want to remember but you yes. can't. All the dumb, dumb things you've done. Right. And I'm it's like, been plenty. You wouldn't have, like, hypothetically, the olive oil isn't like a dumb thing because it was, I mean, it was normal. If it was in a card game, then it must be normal. Yeah. Right?
2: And plus, we're. <laughs> utility is the capital thing there. So. Yes. I only know. used it because it was there and yep. I needed something and it was the closest thing. In it's the true. Utility. It's true. Most good times. Time. Yeah. Don't sense.
1: Yeah. Because it was good times. The best of times. Indeed. I feel like this episode is naturally Petering down. Yeah. Think so. Which I asked for the yeah. timer and we're only at like an hour fifteen. I know. A little past. But I yeah. mean if it feels like a normal episode, it was quite a substantial episode.
2: It really was. Considering Yeah. But I don't think I don't think that it's fair to judge anyone by their shallowness unless they're doing it all the time. Because there is the subconscious shallowness that happens. Mm -hmm. That's where we're all at. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll see somebody and you'll just judge them right away. And it's not any, it's not any conscious judgment on them. It's more a statement of yourself. Yeah. We're
1: dumb animals at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. That's the weirdest part is like being an animal and having the, the animal intuitions and we can grow past it. Over time, we've grown to not marry 14-year-olds and not to ship off our 14-year-olds as soon as they turn 14 to a family so that we can have friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> essentially. If <laughs> so you rewind to medieval times, that's one of my like favorite examples. Of, of the way we've grown past our human behavior and also that, like, human behavior also used to be unacceptable. Now, most everyone marries for love. Yep. Um, and we now know that it's uh, inappropriate to not let a person blossom into a person before shipping them off to a marriage or not giving them the choice. Yeah. It's weird to me that in medieval times, you could give away a 14-year-old child. I don't, to be desecrated. It's weird now. I'm not 100 percent. normal.
2: I'm not 100 percent that that has completely gone away either. Oh, it's
1: not I
2: think I think there's a part of that's that's another class thing because mm-hmm. there are still people that sell off their children. Maybe to not support a, the rest. Maybe
1: not at an inappropriate age, but yeah. maybe matches are still made.
2: Oh yeah, there's definitely matches still mm-hmm, made be- mm-hmm. for political reasons, for mm-hmm. financial reasons, for whatever reasons.
1: True. It just happens under the,
2: the cover. But in terms yeah. of like literal, scientific... I Athena. Athena just came out, sorry. And she's here. She is here.
1: Mm-hmm. You told me you had a picture of her parents, and I was like, how do you get a horse <laughs> and a boxer into the same shot? <laughs> <laughs> because she's so... Freaking yeah. massive, but continue. Yes,
2: she's a big girl. Um, but yeah, there's, I mean, at upper echelons there, I think like the CEO of some car company actually married his daughter to the son of a CEO of a different company. Oh? Uh, in order to seal a merger. What? Yes. When was this? Oh, I want to say it was like, 90s, late 90s, maybe, because uh, there was a guy I went to mm-hmm. college with, mm-hmm. and this guy I went to college with him, but mm-hmm. he was maybe 32, 33. He was working on his twelfth bachelor's degree. Whoa. He was, in he wanted to be a perpetual student, mm-hmm. so he was, he went to this school loved this school and proceeded to enroll as a full-time student each year and get a different degree and he was not he told me he was not going to stop until it was creepy for him to be there or he had earned every degree that school offered interesting this was this was not a cheap school oh wow okay Annual tuition, I want to say, was upper of $95,000 in 1996. Yakers. So, I was like, how the hell do you afford this? Turns out his dad was on the board of directors for the Chrysler Corporation. Now, why aren't you still friends with him? (laughs) I was 19 and he was like 33.: Oh, well, that makes sense now. He And, and he was Find he spent, him, we
1: need investors. He spent rich. a
2: lot of time I.: Oh, well, that works, was, too. He that works some, too. He had some He had some excellent doped-out stories as well, but he uh, he was an amazing chef, too. There was one night that we were all there, and like drunk and I and everything. and I was holding off. Because it was my job to go pick up this guy from work because he had a DUI. So he was like, dude, I'll buy your beer after you pick me up from work, but you got to come get me at this time mm-hmm. and bring me back. And I was like, okay. So I would stay sober until that point, go get him, come back, and I was on his tab the rest of the night. So Very nice. Very, there was, very nice. There was one night I, after I picked him up, I was maybe like two beers in. Everybody was just out of their skull baked or whatever and he was and except for me i was only like two drinks in so i was still not even buzzed yet i was still still sober essentially and he was like he was like rich how much have you had and i was like i've had like a beer and half of this one and he was like awesome stop drinking we're gonna go get stuff for fajitas <laughs> and i was like okay so he made me drive him to the store so that he could pick up all the stuff he needed for fajitas. He comes back, busts out his cookware, and proceeds to make the best meal I have ever experienced at 2.30 in the morning. Oh.
1: Sounds delicious. It was
2: amazing. He made the this like weird steak and shrimp fajita mix, mm-hmm. and he- He threw in something that I've never heard on a fajita, but it was just amazing. I can't even remember what it was. Because once the ingredients were gotten, he was like, dude, here, drink. (laughs) So I could be on par with everyone else.
1: That sounds fun. I want a
2: rich friend. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I want a rich friend not because I want to be spoiled but just because I want to live in the presence of someone oh, who live has, in that shadow it just yeah exactly just a bit just for someone to to entertain me you know what I mean yeah. like because for someone to play to be able to play host with no limits yeah that sounds like an absolute blast now before we I'm going to write that down as a bookmark because okay. we're getting so far off. And we talk about the the hosting with no limits, but with the marriage thing, there was really a, we kind of went on a tirade there, um, hosting with no limits. I'm writing that down as a bookmark. The deal with like marriage and the way times change and people like might not have to earn things versus not earning things and then arranged marriage. Um, I wonder if it was too much of a jump to try and come back to this. Okay. People still arrange marriages in India mm-hmm. and the kids like it. Yep. The kids in India go, I'm busy in school. I don't have time to find a, a a a person to date. Yep. I'm constantly studying to get a degree and lead my life. I love that my parents find my partners. Yep. What if that guy hadn't arranged marriage? Maybe he didn't care because his dad was going to find him someone to marry anyway.
2: Maybe. Maybe
1: his money could buy him
2: a wife. I don't know. (laughs) This guy, perhaps, Mm -hmm. this guy Mm -hmm. had some eccentric tastes Yeah, in the opposite sex. Oh, which makes it even crazier. Yeah, it was very, very odd to see what his girlfriends looked like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, based on your expectation of them. Yeah. You know, because this guy looked like a combination of Axl Rose and Meatloaf. A big guy, yeah, but long hair. Oh, gosh, yeah, you now the I love meatloaf, the goatee without the mustache, okay, you okay. know, that kind of thing. And he was into these tiny, tiny girls that were practically teenage boys oh, in their God. build. Well, it was, yeah, it was just a I did not expect that. It reminds
1: me of someone who went on Twitter and and was like doing with the clapping emoji trying to say on a tweet, um, pedophilia is a sexual preference. Very first comment. Someone put, at FBI. <laughs> 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 trying to bring attention to this fucking creep. <laughs>
2: oh, that is going to be a subject for another a, show. A, a, yeah, right? A very like touchy <laughs> subject. It's very, um, very touchy. Like there are... I'm, I'm one in the camp that uh, I believe that pedophilia is a disease. Mm-hmm. Same. And that um, there is a difference between a pedophile and a child molester. Mm-hmm. True. And that there are people out there that recognize they are pedophiles. Yes. And actively choose to be celibate yep. and get treatment so that they do not become child molesters. Nah, I think that f- deserves an episode all its own. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Because. Stay tuned for next week <laughs> when we go into the deep dive on sexual
1: deviance. Oh, God. These episodes are getting really interesting. Maybe just diseases and how they really are. Yeah. It deserves a little bit more research before we say things and make asses
2: of ourselves. I'm okay with you being an be ass. Already?
1: You know what they say about <laughs> assuming it makes an ass out of you and me? Yeah.
2: Well, I think it's important to note, you know, really, when we're talking about these things, unless we specifically say we've researched them, we are essentially the same as dogs operating test tubes. Also we have true. no idea what we're no doing. Idea. It's, nope. it, it's a crapshoot. This is just the thoughts stream of consciousness. Yeah, if you will. yeah,
1: yeah. What we, we, we use, the, the, the tools we have to make the best product we can.
2: Absolutely. Thank you for listening to When Daniel Met Rich. I'm Rich. I'm Daniel. See you next time. Bye. Hit the button, Brian.